0: Welcome what back to f- Two C's with a Pod. Or is there two of us or three of us?
1: I don't know. Do they you know, hear that? Buddy?
0: I don't know. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to listen to that audio because that was some. That was some new stuff. That was disturbing. Uh I feel like the government's listening. Obviously, like they, they came are. in on our podcast here, and they came already, into my headphones.
1: I know they well. They've already been. We've already been in, you know, podcast prison. So I feel like we're just being monitored now. 100%. I think it's our PO. It's our PO. <laughs> it is our PO. <laughs> is we should probably explain this. Some people probably they may not be have heard this. So well, yeah. When so... Zoom when Zoom when you push record on Zoom, this like very weird kind of Siri but a little more sexy voice. Computer voice comes on and, says, comes on and yeah, says, "You are now being recorded." <laughs> yeah which was a something in a really strange and to be so honest bad. that was a little
0: unnerving you know i'm, I'm a little scared I, I completely lost my train of thought but uh okay yes. uh, but back. it's been an exciting week around here man got a uh we got a fracture got a Uh-oh. got a fracture of the uh the old risky uh man those those monkey bars they will get you every time
1: buddy <sighs> The monkey bars—they are—they are appropriately named as only monkeys should be doing them.
0: Oh man, and you know what the worst humans. part about this this thing is? Um, you know, it's. uh Do you remember that scene in the Last Dance? Did you? Wait, we need to go back. Did you watch <laughs> the Last
1: Dance? S- some the, the parts that I could not, you know, it was yes. pretty popular. Bomb it was a pretty throw.
0: popular show.
1: Apparently in 2020. It
0: was. Uh, well, there's a
1: scene that. where Scottie Pippen
0: was talking about having surgery, of course, on his ankle, but he opted to do it like at the preseason instead of like right at the off season. Do you remember the line that he, the famous line that he said? And this Dude, is all I that I can. Paid. This is this is all I can. There's something think about, about not getting paid. But well, yeah, this, go ahead. The only thing I can. The only thing I can think about is like as soon as she did this, is Scottie Pippen's talking about holding off the surgery because I ain't gonna fuck up my summer.
1: exactly like
0: as as i'm thinking about all this stuff with like with annika's wrist i'm like man
1: she fucked Mm. up her summer (laughs) tough summer that's the uh that's That's the only thing that's the
0: only thing that just keeps popping in my head you know so which the interesting thing is is like now we have the explicit on this episode yeah it's the only reason why it's on here because our, our guest today not explicit good great man uh it's mr bruce pilcher and uh what this is is it's a um it's kind of the first in a series that you and i had been kicking around we kind of wanted to go a little bit off the the beaten paths for us so to speak and kind of bring some other people in do a deep dive on you know some subjects and kind of see where it takes so uh, um and that and bruce was the first person that well honestly just took us up on our offer let's be a
1: Let's be real <laughs> <laughs> exactly and so i mean um, okay and we don't did we need to reveal that probably so yeah that, you that, know i don't right. know but, he, is, um, he, is, he is a waiting list of one yeah um, but that's okay well we haven't really put it out there yet we'll get it we'll get yeah, I think we're, gonna we're gonna get a start, lot of people you know and, we, and we've we'll, got some ideas people on here bruce yeah. they'll really want to get on here i mean they'll. yeah they'll,
0: they'll want to well, tell man, their story
1: amazing they want to talk about their world. Exactly. They want to talk about
0: something that's important to them. And, um, oh my gosh. And so this was a, uh, this was actually a very, very fun conversation for me. Even though I am not a St. Louis Cardinals fan, um, I yeah, thoroughly no. enjoyed this conversation with Bruce because he dates back, um, he was born in the early 40s. Wow. So, you know, you kind of think about baseball throughout his life and who he has seen, you know, kind of from the, um, the Jackie Robinson, Brooklyn Dodgers that you'll hear about that was kind of his original team because he was, uh, because of his great aunt, um, all the way up to, you know, modern day St. Louis Cardinals. And we'll we'll understand how he became a, uh, how he became a a Cardinals fan. Right. Um, this is actually going to be a two-parter episode because, you know, I looked down at my watch and we were, we were clipping the two hour, um, Cool. Two hour our time frame so yeah um you know kind of in the first part you know there's a lot of history a lot of facts um you know Love kind of that. a lot of a lot of background stuff you know kind of how he became a fan uh you know he's got great memory recall of um of a lot of these title teams that you know especially um you know when he was born he was actually born in the The boom time like the Cardinals won the World Series in 42 44 and 46 so obviously didn't really remember those um and they actually went to it you know 42 43 44 and 46 so you know you're looking four out of five years and then uh you know he kind of talks through um Stan Musial's that his rookie year I believe was 1946 so he or forty-seven or something like that. But basically, he played in a World Series his rookie year. Never played in one again. Wow. And then they go in '64, the year after he retires, they go and win it. You know, and so Bruce kind of tells us he tells us a lot about that. Tells us about Bob Gibson and you know some of these great Cardinal Cardinal greats. And um, you know he grew up wow. in Atumoa, Iowa, and he would tell right. tell the story about getting up at five in the morning to drive into St. Louis to, for a double header. So back in the, you know, back when he was a, a kid, you know, we didn't have lights in the stadiums and stuff like that. And so they would have scheduled double headers.
1: Do you remember that? I do. I do. Yeah. Yes. Scheduled there was double a headers. couple different stadiums. Yeah. And uh, still yeah. didn't have them by the, when we were kids. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So basically yeah. his Sunday yeah. afternoons would be five in the morning till midnight, you know, driving and, you know, going into the games and, um, you know, so he, uh, Basically, you know, kind of became a a fan because of his uh, his stepdad. His uh, his biological father died in World War II. Um, wow! And then when his mom remarried, she remarried the guy that I know as grandpa, dad. You know, so I I didn't know that that was stepdad. I just knew that that was Bruce's dad, Dave's grandpa. Um, Absolutely I guess we should wow. reveal the curtain that Bruce is uh, at great friend of the show, out in
1: the dreams, dad. Um, Matt right. Now we, he is a friend of a show. Multi-generational. Yeah, we friends are. Friends of the show. Yes. Like, this is really branching have, out. Yeah. This, Again, once we have Dave's kids on, which was uh, we, like floated. then and we, we did. Then it's triple. We did What's have that? Dave's kids on. We they had them, them on well, for the, right. uh, had, the bracket reveal. That was down out and Bobby knighted did it and had to leave. That's yeah, right. the bracket reveal. We had yeah. them on.
0: So, I mean, we've had three generations of pilchers on the show. Unbelievable! I feel like and if I play it, my cards right, we might. So.
1: Why do we? This should be two Pilchers yeah, and a. Yeah, we should know, just we even...
0: the show, but uh, the Pilcher podcast. Um, but uh, uh, we need to get Grandpa on. That way, we can just get four four generations. Uh, I mean, at some and, point, uh, yeah, right. Absolutely, yeah, so,
1: it's only right. Uh, well, well, oh, I'm so excited that, to hear this, Andy. This is. Um, I think it's something that. Yeah, I'm really excited about. I hope folks are excited about because I, I think. You know, again, these are these are stories that are just they're treasures. You know, like we don't we again we have no really we're kind of oldies now. You know, and we get we have a little bit of a concept. You know, but there's so much history that's you know out there that that still can be told. Well, and
0: it's also it's also really fun to kind of learn about your friends, right? So yeah, I consider Bruce a friend now um Bruce has you know quite a few years on me so you you wouldn't necessarily think like oh he's he's my friend but Bruce is my friend and you know so to be able to kind of learn about you know his growing up and things that are important to him and kind of what his childhood was like even though it's 30 years before mine you know to be able to hear the stories of uh you know like and and Bruce is actually a huge he's a huge memorabilia collector um and we were going to do a companion piece, but then we decided a, against it. Um, just because there's, like, so, yeah, much, yeah. there's so, so much, there's so much.
1: Yeah. Um, well that's, that's next season or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, for you sure. Know, like, that's, that's, that's part the, of the video series, but,
0: um, <sighs> but yeah, he, uh, you know, so it's, it's great to kind of learn, you know, about your friends and actually be oh. able to sit down and just talk for two hours. Like, you know, I'll be honest. I see Bruce at birthday parties, fourth of July parties. Um, Right. you know get togethers things like that so you know it's not like we're gonna sit down and have a, a deep conversation over you know we've got fireworks and stuff going on it's like Bruce why don't you tell me about 1964 St. Louis Cardinals you know <laughs> exactly. tell me about 67 man what do you remember about 82 you know well, like yeah. you, you're just not gonna have sure. that right exactly. in depth
1: so and that's a good forum for it yeah, yeah. so to it's be just, able to sit down and do wonderful.
0: it um you know it was a lot of fun for me and I, I think that comes through in the episode so kind of without Uh, further ado yeah maybe uh let's just let's turn it over to uh myself and bruce okay well here we are today this is the first of what i call the heroes legends legacy and friends series and lucky for me i have one guy that checks all of those boxes (laughs) the world's number one st louis cardinals fan mr bruce pilcher Bruce, how are you
2: today, buddy? I'm pretty good, Andy. Good, good. It's a pleasure to be with you, buddy. Well,
0: I tell you what, you know, this is, uh, so Bruce and I, we've known each other for a handful of years. Yeah. yeah, uh, I've only
2: lived here seven years. I think I've known you most of the time.
0: Through our our mutual acquaintance, uh, a great friend of the show at Living the Dream, Dave Pilcher. Um, You know, you know Dave a little better than I do. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, So Bruce here is Dave's dad. Right. Um, so, you've known David all his life. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and I was introduced to you through uh, several social events and birthday parties right. and things like that. And uh, through that time, uh, you know, figured out you and I, we have quite a bit in common. Yes, we do. With, our, uh, with our fandom. Maybe not the same teams. Right. But uh, kind of the way that we approach
2: Absolutely. all of
0: that. And uh, so, I really wanted to have you over here today because I wanted to talk to you about the St. Louis Cardinals that I know you have a ton of passion about. They are near and dear to your heart. And so I kind of want to get into where did it all start? How'd you become the world's number one St. Louis Cardinals fan? I'm sure that's something that you, you attained over time. I don't yeah. think they, I don't think they gave you that day one, but, uh, so tell me a little bit of, you know, tell us a little bit about background, who you are, where you grew up, all of that good stuff. And then we'll kind of ease on into how the Cardinals
2: became part of your life. That's good, Andy. I'm uh, from Iowa, and uh, at the age of about six, we had a great aunt that was living with my mother and I, because my dad died in World War II. So I was with my widowed mother, and she uh, had this great aunt that lived with us. And this great aunt was a Brooklyn Dodger fan. Now, this is the 50s, and if you haven't much knowledge of of baseball you'll know that the Yankees were the premier team in that period of time but the Dodgers usually were their foe for the World Series and in fact the Dodgers finally beat them in the 1955 World Series and that was a very interesting event but anyway to, about the Brooklyn Dodgers she loved those Dodgers and we always wondered why and I think it was because that was the first team that really had a lot of black players and she admired their ability And if you'll remember that team, they had guys like Jackie Robinson, Don Newcomb, Roy Campanella, all black guys, very good players, and then this Sandy Amoros, who had this big catch in the 1955 World Series, was also a black guy, and the reason he was able to catch the ball is because he had the ball, the glove on the left hand, he threw right-handed. If he would have had to catch the other way, he would have missed missed it. And that is a piece of trivia that a lot of people look at and wonder, how did this happen? But that's kind of about baseball. Sometimes something miraculous happens that you're never going to see again. Yeah, That's what I love about the game. Some people have said to me, you can go to a game and see something new regardless of the score.
0: Well, it's one of those things, too, where you'll see a guy catch... Right on the screws. Then right, you just drill it, and it goes right to somebody. Right, and then some guy will get sawed off, break his bat, and it's just this little looper yeah. that lands, and the next thing you know, three runs are coming That's in, right. and floodgates open. You got an eight-run inning, all because on you know two hours, almost, almost a fluke, a, a broken bat yeah. flares just over the the glove <laughs> of the uh, the glove of the shortstop, and two guys come in, and then you know. It, All heck breaks loose, so...
2: uh, Well, to get back to this, uh, so then, my mother remarried when I was about 10, and my stepdad entered the picture. Now, the stepdad of mine was a huge Cardinal fan. In fact, when he went on some of the first dates with my mother, he asked if she knew about Stan, and of course, my mother didn't know anything about baseball to speak of other than this connection with the Dodgers briefly. But my dad starts telling her about Stan Musial, and that was their very first date. Well, after they got married, I decided to take another look as to whether I would follow the Dodgers or the Cardinals. And it was easy for me to do the Cardinals because right off the bat, he wanted to take me to a game almost almost on their honeymoon. So I got started with the Cardinals at about 11. So where were you living at this time? This was still in Iowa.
0: Okay. So how Tum- far is Tumwater, Iowa from St. Louis? Oh, it's 5 hours. Okay. So 5-hour drive. And then
2: I got some stories on that, but how- we better not get into it at the moment. But how were you consuming
0: the games at that time? Radio. Oh, radio. Yeah. Okay. So See, all Harry radio.
2: Carey, which many of you have heard of, yeah. was our big broadcaster in those days. Okay. And later on Buck came in Jack Buck. Yes, but they had a wonderful team for a while. They also had Garagiola on there at one time or another. At one time, those three were together. That was a good broadcasting so they team.
0: A, they had a radio three-man booth. Yeah,
2: three-man booth with. And Harry was always the front runner, but okay. he was not easy to work with. Not easy to work with at all. Okay. And but anyway, later on after he left, and he went to uh, White Sox and A's, and ended up eventually the Cubs, but prior to that. He was the number one voice of the Cardinals. Right. And old Harry was so interesting to listen to, Andy, because he lived and died with St. Louis. People used to say, if you tuned in the seventh inning, you could tell whether the Cardinals were ahead or behind because just of, because of inflection of his voice. Like how drunk he was? Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that was my orientation with radio okay. and then trying to see some games. Now, here's an interesting stat. Andy, to drive from St. Louis or Otumwa to St. Louis is five hours. This is what we used to do on Sundays. We would take off at five o'clock in the morning, get down to St. Louis and have breakfast at ten thirty, go to the ballpark for batting practice at eleven or eleven thirty, watch a doubleheader till six or seven in the evening, and then head back to Otumwa and get back by midnight.
0: So you would your Sundays were basically at five a.m. To midnight.
2: And that was several times during the season. Yeah. Because doubleheaders were very prominent in those days, Andy. You know, now it's only when you have a rain out. But in those days, doubleheaders were the big draw, particularly for Sundays. They were scheduled. Yeah, they they were scheduled. scheduled. Now,
0: lights. When when did lights come
2: into... Um, like night games. Yeah, I think that was more prominent starting with the 60s, I would say. Okay. And Wrigley Field didn't get licensed until the last 10-15 yeah. years. Yeah.
0: So so they would have to get in order to get the games in. That's right. Now, were these 100 when you were a kid, were these 154 game seasons, were they uh, what were they? I believe they
2: were. Okay. I believe they were.
0: 154. Yeah, um,
2: because I think it's always been about that many. Yeah. Which is wild because when you think about it, 154 games is a marathon. Yeah, a marathon. And then you're,
0: well, I mean, I see, you see these on these days. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because uh, the NBA is still in there. Yeah, as we record, the NBA is still in their regular season. That's right. Yet the anniversary of Michael Jordan hitting the shot against Cleveland was like a week ago. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it's like these. (laughs) These games, these seasons, just get pushed back. Yeah, so, right. what was the season like? When did? Because now we're starting in March, yeah, right? We have March. a game end of that's March. That's right. And we, then you we're, start
2: your you start your spring training. Yeah, almost February. the middle of February yeah. until the end of March. You'll start your seasons early April. Yeah, and then they'll go till the end of September, and then October is all tied up with playoffs and yeah. World Series. Because
0: the playoffs of because back in back then there was only.
2: Back then, it was only uh, two teams made. The, there yeah. were no playoffs, right? You That's had to right. win
0: your division. Yeah, or your, and See, there that division even... thing didn't
2: come in yeah. almost until the Royals and those people come in in sixty nine. Sixty nine, yeah. And so right now, to,
0: so you, you had kind to kind of w- tell w- me the uh, tell me the years. So it, when your mom remarried at ten,
2: yeah, how old were you? Like what years? What that would have been about fifty three. Okay, so you're 53,
0: 53, 54. So you're born in forty three.
2: Yeah, born in forty three. Yeah. Okay. Now here's an interesting thing. The Cardinals were big in the 40s because that gas house gang, and you see that they won in 42, 44, and 46. Yes, yes. And then you'll notice nothing in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Coming back in the 60s, they had a wonderful era, 64, 67, and the National League fi- flag in 68. Yeah. So you had the Cardinals of the 40s and the Cardinals of the 60s who were almost a prominent team.
0: So was it hard for you? So when, you're, when we're talking the 50s here... Yeah, where were they finishing? Oh, they were in the the middle of the pack. Okay, so middle Middle of the pack pack. in Brooklyn. Where were they finishing?
2: Brooklyn was still on top. Okay, so was it? Brooklyn was all. You were always fighting with those. We used to call them the bums, and they played in Ebbets Field. Yes, and so they were. They were the big ones in the National League, where the Yankees were esoteric. They were way off. The Yankees have won twenty-seven titles, Andy. Right, twenty-seven World Series. You know who's second? Cardinals, Cardinals with eleven, and that is being ch- challenged, because I think the Dodgers have eleven because they won one last year, and they're the favorites this year. Yeah, and the Giants are right in there with ten to twelve as well. So those three teams are clear down here compared to twenty-seven. Right, and so when people talk about the Yankees, you're talking about a different different era completely. Yeah. So uh,
0: when you were when you were born, you were born during a golden era for Cardinals yeah, baseball yeah, border, because border like era. on the uh, the notes that I looked at here, f- they went to the they won the World Series in forty two yeah went in forty three that's right one in forty four look at that Andy. and then one in forty six so one in forty six in a span of five years five years they were there four times with three yeah three wins
2: and you you can go with the Cardinals history back into the thirties because that's when Dizzy yeah. Dean was on the scene, and so those guys were called the Gas House Gang. And they were regular entertainers. Yeah. You know what they used to do for pregame? Go in the stands and talk to the fans. Sure. Yeah. And they'd play music. They had drummers and everything. And those kind of bands where you have having polkas things. That's what they would do. They were entertainers. They loved the fans. Yeah. They loved the showmanship of it.
0: How, how many, like... So in the 50s when you were going there, that was old Bush Memorial, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Or, no, that... No, that, Sportsman that was... Sportsman Park. Yeah, Sportsman's Park. Yeah, that, so that's what well, that is. What was the
0: capacity of Sportsman's oh, Park? How many man, people did he, they put in there?
2: Only, only 30, 32. Okay. Yeah. Compared to these big ballparks now, 40 and 50. Sure. And, uh, well, heck, it isn't Cleveland at one time was 108. They had the spacious ballpark that yeah. was never filled up. Right. That was the Cleveland Indians. If they were using the football stadium, <laughs> yeah. they could... And the yeah. Yankees still have a big... With the new Yankee Stadium, it's still pretty large. Yeah. Still pretty large, so, but in those metropolitan areas like New York and uh, Los Angeles, places like that, they draw so well. Right. Now, this is the thing about the Cardinals that I want to tell you, Andy. We draw three million every year.
0: I saw that in my three uh, million, Andy. Yeah, in my my research, I
2: that I saw is that sensational for a Midwest small market team. Yeah, would you say that they're the Yankees of the Midwest? Wouldn't well, that, we wouldn't could that go be that fair? far, yeah. Wouldn't that be fair, because yeah. you've got... You, you could go that far. And the reason we have trouble, Andy, is because we're spoiled. I've had yeah. a lot of people say, you guys are spoiled. And even my own son says, what do you worry about the regular season for? you'll be in the playoffs anyway? Yeah. Because,
0: like, I look at the Cardinals as... I call them legacy teams. Yeah. Okay, so... And, and these are the teams that were... I'm going to call them good during the TV boom yeah, of the 70s, right? right? So. The Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, that's right. The Cardinals, the Cubs, yeah, the Dodgers, the right. Yankees. You yeah. know, we all know who the the Blue yeah. Bloods are. These are right. teams that, you know, as and a lot of times these teams were regional.
2: That's right. So
0: up until 1969, here right. in the Midwest, you were it probably either a Cardinals fan or a Cubs fan. That's right. Because there was nothing between. No.
2: The Cardinal Network at one time was the biggest network. Yeah. Radio network. Because we drew from Arkansas. We drew from Oklahoma. We drew certainly from Missouri. Yeah. And finally the Royals come in Iowa. in nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, you got Iowa. Now the Twins get a little bit in Minnesota and Northern Iowa. Yeah. When did and the, the Cubs t- get a little in eastern Iowa. When did the twins come in? Oh, I think there's now they were in the sixty five World Series, so they're they're okay, older. So they're, they were, they're older than the Royals. Yeah. But were they good? You know what uh, I mean. You know that's yeah.
0: why the Pittsburgh Steelers have so many fans because yeah. in the '70s, when you know pre-cable and yeah. all of this, right? So CBS is going to put one team on, or NBC, they're going to put the Steelers on because they're they're good. Yeah. The Cowboys, they're good. They're going to put those teams on, and that's who you're going to see that's if right. you're not a you know living in that specific yeah. town. And this remember you know blackouts and sure. Um,
2: so so what's interesting about those twins? They had this wonderful team in 65 and 66. They had some great hitters like Earl Batty and and pitchers like Jim Cott. They had a bunch of good people. But then they went downhill quickly. So it's yeah. like a roller coaster as a twin fan.
0: Yeah, and that's a lot. You, you kind of see that, too, because we had talked a little bit about... So we got, you know, the yeah, We, the we died the in 40. the 70s, Andy. Yeah. We really died in so, the 70s. So then you go into the 60s, and this is where... You would be a teenager at this time, right? Oh, Andy, and I
2: took it so seriously. When did the Dodgers move? The Dodgers must have moved, let me think here. How old were you, do you remember? No, it was right about that time. I know the Dodgers were in Los Angeles in 65, but I think it might have even been earlier.
0: Okay. Well, before we get too far off the Dodgers, any, uh, your great aunt, you guys, were you guys cool? Is yeah, right. she all right that you were a Cardinals fan, or well, we my any...
2: great aunt was okay about that because she knew that I wanted to be close to my stepdad, yeah. and she knew it was a natural elevation to go to your stepdad's team.
0: Well, and the other thing too is that there's a uh, you know if somebody ever were to ask me why are you a Chiefs fan, why are you a Royals fan? Sure. Well, shoot, man, they live the stadiums are ten minutes sure, from my that's house. That's right. Absolutely. Right. So Absolutely. You know, maybe I respect certain sure. players that's right and maybe i've lost respect for certain players since yeah. you know february yeah. 8th but we'll get this isn't about me this isn't about me uh, but you know or maybe i lost a little bit of respect from a certain indianapolis colts quarterback that decided to come into the division and torment me first you know maybe there was a while there where I you know but the thing is is like you kind of want to be you know, where you can go Bring to those back. games, where Absolutely. you can attend in person, yeah. where you have that emotional investment. That's right. And so I think that, you know, that was probably that by proximity that had to have been the closest yeah, team, it was. right? Because
2: how it far was. would the Twins have been a drive? The Twins would have been a little further, but not yeah. a lot further, yeah. but just, you know, I wasn't oriented that way. Right. It was Southern. In fact, it's some stories just about the culturation of the team a lot of people in southern Iowa you'd think they're from Missouri yeah because they have the same dialect right <laughs> they really do yeah a lot of people have said Iowa and southern Missouri almost coordinated very closely where Northern Iowa is more like the Minnesota yeah so it's interesting how the bordering states have yeah. effect yeah it and does. that was true very true with with the Cardinals and Missouri so Stan was your guy when you oh, were uh, well that was when, another reason when you were a kid right yes. see my dad loved Stan Musial and uh, you know I could go on and on about Stan Musial in my opinion he's one of the 15 best players that ever played the game now I'm not going to put him in the top 10 because you got people like Willie Mays and you've got all the old timers and you've got Lou Gehrig and you've got Babe Ruth and you've got Henry Aaron I mean he probably won't quite be up there although his numbers might be He's uh, he's talking. You're talking about a guy that broke in on '46 and played till '63. That's 17 years. And you're talking about this is what's really sad. If you're a Cardinal fan, he played in one World Series. What year did he play? He in- played '46 to '63, and his rookie year, the Browns won or the Cardinals won. Yeah. As you see here, '46. Yeah. And so. And then from '46 to '63, all those years, Stan played. And they never won a World Series. <laughs> yeah, they, he won it his rookie year. That's right. And, then and what he... was sad about that, in 1963, we had this great team. And here I am, Andy, in college. And just like you, I mean, I'm living and dying every game. They get into the playoffs. In the playoffs, of all teams to play, it's the Dodgers. So the Dodgers must have been in L.A. then too, Andy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, to make a long story short... This obscure player, Dick Nye. You heard of him?
0: No, I've heard of uh, Bill (laughs) Nye, the science guy, but I've never heard of Dick Nye.
2: (laughs) Dick Nye. I bet you that guy had about 10 home runs in his whole career. That SOB, it's a home run in a playoff game in 1963 that cost Stan Musial the opportunity to go to a World Series game. Or being a World Series team. Yeah.
0: So, and then it looks like in '64. Oh, '64. They winning. go and they go and win after.
2: Premier team yeah. beat the Yankees in seven games, and you know who the star was? Who, who Bob t- Gibson. Okay, so that won looks- three games in the '64 series. Also hit a home run in one of those games. Bob Gibson was phenomenal, and he was phenomenal in '68 as well. He had an earned run average during the regular year in 1968, Andy, of 1.12, and almost 20 complete games. So,
0: how were you consuming games in the 60s? Were they? Well, were they
2: more I was televised? in college a lot, so I, I had I, I couldn't keep up with them as much. Yeah. When I was in college.
0: Were they more televised, or is it? Oh, well, still... there's some
2: of them, but the big television team was yeah. the Cubs. Because okay. of WGN and, and yeah. c- in Chicago.
0: So I remember as a kid, my grandpa would have a a radio with an antenna. Yeah, that he right. would sit That's on his right. <laughs> he would sit on his. You had uh, to work shoulder, at it to get your teams. Um, you know, and then he would, you know, we'd be over for Sunday dinner. Yeah, or transistor radio. Yeah, he'd pop it on, pop it off yeah, to kind of catch right. catch yeah. the score. Kind of a similar, like TV wasn't still wasn't a thing in the no, in the 60s no, no. during the Bob Gibson. No.
2: How how often would you say those games but, would be televised? Oh, maybe a couple times a week, okay. w- mainly on the weekends. So, you, you, but here's something else: a lot of people didn't have televisions clear back in the 50s, mm-hmm. but for some dumb reason we did, and we weren't that uh, well-to-do, but we did have a television because. A lot of people will tell you that they saw the 1956 perfect game of Don Larson. Yeah. Only, you know how many people watch that on television? 64,000. Wow. And I happened to be on one of that. I watched yeah. that game. And he was just a journeyman. He was not a great pitcher. But he had this phenomenal event. A perfect game in the World Series, if you can imagine yeah. that.
0: The only one, right? There's yeah, never I think been so, another. as far
2: as I know. The only one that's ever been that. Yeah. And this is another story that's interesting about baseball. Some guys who may not be all that great have this one event that earmarks them for history. You know what I'm saying? And they're there forever. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows Don Larson.
0: Well, it's kind of, uh, you know, Bucky Dent.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? Right. Like just your average, you know, average shortstop. Not a, you know, nothing spectacular about that. It's hits that home run in 1978,
2: and yep. now Bucky Dent is yeah. his name, you know. So, uh, so we're but, into the 60s. Here's the thing that is interesting. I understand why it would be kind of hard for the Royals fans because, you know, Missouri was the team, and that was the Cardinals, and then here they come in 69. But you must remember that the Royals started well. They had a good team in 69. You know who their leading player was? Lou Pinella. Lou Pinella, that famous manager of yeah. the Ro- of the Mariners and other teams, Yankees, yeah. he was their premier player in '69, and, and another great player they had in '70, who's still around, was John Mayberry,
0: okay, the yeah. first baseman. So my, so I was born in 1976. Yeah. So I, the Royals were good. Yeah. During the '70s, that's those would be the George Brett, Frank yeah. White, Willie right. Wilson, like those were the guys of
2: my. Yeah, and they had a lot of good players for several years. Yeah. And see, what was really heartbreaking for us in 85, we had a three game one to lead in that World Series. And I had my Willie McGee shirt on and everything, expecting to celebrate. And in that fifth game, you know, it's, it's, yeah, fifth game, because Mm -hmm. you're going to go back to Kansas City if they can win. Right. George Bratt almost singly handed beat us. Almost singly-handed win that fifth game, to bring it back, and then of course the six games in history with Don Den- Denikinshire, and the seventh game where the Cardinals imploded.
0: Yeah, we'll get. I want to get to eighty-five, but I want to. I don't want to. I want to jump too far okay. ahead. We'll All move right. back. Yeah. Um, so the sixty-four. So. In the 60s, so yeah. we're down in the 50s. Who was their best player in the in the 50s? Do in the remember? 50s, they really it would probably
2: one? still been Stan. Okay. Uh, they let me see. They they had Enos Slaughter too for a while. Okay. And I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but he's a very well known no, uh, player. And uh, let me think who else might have been on that team. They had a bunch of near names, but they were they were, you know, not so bad players. Ripper yeah. Pulski, uh Steve Bilko. Uh, they had a guy that you might have heard of named Harvey Haddix cuz he also had a perfect game but not in the World Series. Yeah. But I could go on and on about yeah. trivia. I don't want to get off about, the subject too far. Uh,
0: so, we go to the World Series, we win in 64, yeah. the year after Stan retires yeah. uh with Bob Gibson, 67, and then we go back in 68.
2: And yeah. then we've got a Then the 70s were here again, like terrible. what I'm talking was, to. We were awful. Absolutely awful. We had a, oh, I forgot to tell you about Ken Boyer. Ken Boyer was a wonderful player for us in the 64 World Series, and he played for several years. But here's the thing, he was a piss-poor manager. Terrible manager in the 70s, and we went down the chute. He permitted everything. So they had no discipline whatsoever. Then the second thing that happened, we brought in Vern Rapp in the middle of the 70s, and Vern Rapp was a, a kind of authoritarian manager just the opposite of what Boyer had been, and that didn't go over either. So we, we really sucked in the 70s, Andy. That's yeah, the truth.
0: It's, it's interesting how they you get kind of the ups and downs, right? Player, yeah. manager, yeah.
2: authoritarian.
0: Player, right. manager, authoritarian. That's right. You know, and if you can and that's find that good, balance. Yeah,
2: some, some managers, you know, I thought Yost was good. Now, I know a lot of your Royal fans didn't like Yost, but I thought he was good. He maintained control... But he didn't over-evaluate things or over-analyze things. And Matheny has learned his lesson from St. Louis. He was too permissive in St. Louis. But he's got young guys now where he can be a little permissive with them, but he can enjoy them more. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think you have to to instill discipline. Yeah. And then you've got to let the players...
2: The players need to discipline themselves. Discipline
0: themselves, you know. I mean, you can't... It can't always
2: be the... You know, on the 70s, when I was in seminary, Andy, the team then was the Cincinnati Reds. And Andy... Big Red Machine. Oh, the Big Red Machine was... George
0: Foster. George
2: Foster. Pete Rose. uh, Who else? Tony Perez. Johnny Bench. Yeah. I mean, this this team was miraculous. And that's kind of where, through baseball
0: cards... Yeah. That I would kind of start to... So I would... So I would start to kind of know players right That's so right. you're born in i'm born in 76 so you know probably six or seven I start. yeah so realistically like the first actually the first world series that i remember right 1982 really yeah cardinals and cardinals and brewers yeah i remember the thing i remember was uh willie McGee robbed a home run in that one right oh willie mcgee
2: was sensational yeah. i i think that was the sixth game yeah. which got us ahead then, or really got us tied because we won it. May I got I can't remember whether it was six or seven games, but in either the fifth or sixth game, Willie was outstanding.
0: Yeah, I remember. I just remember seeing this highlight of Willie McGee going over oh, yeah, the over, over the, the, the wall yeah, to yeah, over the, to the fence, make this grabbing catch it. And,
2: Yeah, and what a eight, humble guy that guy number is. Number
0: fifty one. Yeah, uh, you know,
2: here's something I want to ask you. When Whitey left the Royals, he was with us in '82. And he was with us on all those good teams in the 80s. And he brought Darryl Porter. Mm -hmm. Darryl Porter may have not been a household name for a lot of people, but he was the MVP of the 1982 series. And the reason for that, Andy, talking about this fluke hit, he's a left-handed hitter, hits one off the end of the bat, drops in the left field for a big double at one of the important spots in that game. But he also got some other hits to be named MVP. Mm -hmm. But I always felt bad about Daryl Porter because he was an addict and he eventually committed suicide and stuff. And uh, what a nice man he was, Andy. This yeah. guy was really quality people. But we are indebted to Whitey. Now, I don't. I know Whitey wanted to get something here that he never quite got. So when was... Because I, I do remember Whitey, obviously, as... Yeah. Like, I
0: wasn't a fan, maybe even alive. I might have been alive, yeah. but I wasn't... Well, I wasn't often, cognizant, I guess, yeah. of these things. When was Whitey the... Whitey was the Royals World yeah, Series. he was Royals in 70s they, and
2: early 80s. Okay, so when now they I went to the 80s. I think he 80. left in 81, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And the reason he left was not because they hadn't been winning. was because August Bush wanted Whitey.
0: Yeah, because yeah, the Royals were like 76, 77... 78 you know yeah. somewhere in there they couldn't get past the yankees no no and then they finally get past the yankees i believe in 1980 and they yeah. lose to the phillies 4-2
2: yeah
0: and then 81 did you were you guys
2: no look at my, you well, were our, in, our team was 82 yeah and our team was 82. 82 you beat the brewers. brewers yeah you got it right that's the right. Brewers. And, for the life of me, we we made playoffs in '83 and '84, but not series. Okay. And then '85 hurt so bad because we thought we were better than the. <laughs> and then '87, we thought we were better than the Twins too, and we lost that one as well. Yeah,
0: so that was the was '87. We we don't have to talk about '85, Bruce. Uh, well, we might that that might rear its head here in the rapid fire section. Um, I'll, I'll just give you a but, little but Andy, I'll give you a little teaser Andy, here. Here's
2: something I want to tell you. I have nothing but respect for that 85 Royals team. Yeah. yeah. You had wonderful players. Brett, he may be kind of a jerk off the, off the diamond, but this is a premier player. Premier player. In the history of baseball, certainly one of the top 50 or yeah. top 100. And then you had other quality players on that team. And yeah, and see, and, that would be where... Hands, I forgot about Saberhagen. He almost yeah. singly-hand won that thing by winning three games. Yeah, because Saberhagen was the MVP yeah, of the sure series. Yeah, sure he was. Brett was the MVP of the ALCS. Yeah, that's um, right. And then I, you had Frank White, who yeah. contributed quite a bit in that series. Yeah,
0: that, I would say, would be where... I, you know, I think... Because you're talking about, uh, you know, 1954. You're 10 years old. That's, yeah. I think that's kind of where you're, you're really kind of at your peak fandom... Yeah, and you remember, and then if you're lucky enough, when you're that young, that yeah. your team is good and they right. win. That's right. You know, there's a bunch of ten year olds right now that are Kansas City Chiefs fans that I'm super jealous of because oh, sure. like, sure. it's like, look, kid, you don't know a life without Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> 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 you know, like, uh, it's not always going to be like this. You know, we're talking about the '70s that's, and that's the, right, you know, it's like, uh, Andy, you know,
2: when, these, you, when don't, you have a premier player I, yeah. like that. A lot of fans don't realize how gifted that yeah, is.
0: Not every pitcher's Bob Gibson, just <laughs> no. so we're clear. <laughs> yeah. um, I do want to talk about some guys on my list that I think yeah. we kind of jumped past. Lou Brock.
2: Oh, God, what talk a wonderful person. Talk to me about person. Lou Brock. Wonderful person. So when
0: was he there? What was his? We got him
2: from the Cubs. Okay. And the pitcher we traded was Ernie Brolio. But we got Lou Brock, and that was a wonderful trade for us. As Here's an interesting tidbit about Lou Brock guess who his scout was that signed him? Buck O'Neill. Okay, yeah. Buck O'Neill, your famous man- monarch sure. guy and almost Mr. Kansas City Baseball Yeah. because of the New- 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 Negro League U- Museum. Yeah. But anyway, Brock was very fast, had power that nobody really knew about, but he did have it. He wasn't sensational in the field, but boy, he could do everything else. His arm was even below average, <laughs> if you can imagine. But he made the Hall of Fame, so you knew he did a lot of things yeah. right. And he projected us onward. And that's why he, we were so good in the 60s, because we had him in left field. Okay. And you had Kibson pitching. Those were premier players. And then they had other guys that were real good contributors, like Boyer. Tim McCarver was the catcher. I forgot to tell you about him, because mm-hmm. he became a broadcaster yeah. later. But he was the catcher. We were loaded. We had Juli and Javier at second base, Bill White at first base, Kurt Flood, Mike Shannon in right field. That team in 64 was a banner team.
0: And so Lou was in the 60s, yes? Yeah. Okay. And
2: Lou Lou set a stolen base record for a while right? with 70 stolen bases. And incidentally, he got the 70s one off the Padres. But anyway, to make a long story short... When Ricky Henderson came along with the Oakland A's and broke that record, he went clear up to 82. And so then Lou was always second in that stolen base thing. And the sad start about a sad point about that is Ricky Henderson was not the gentleman that Lou Brock was. Do you know that guy didn't even invite Lou Brock over when he was going to break Lou's record? Yeah. I mean, even yeah. Yeah, cause, I can't say a lot much good stuff about Ricky Henderson, but you know, character issues are another deal altogether. In terms of baseball, Lou was that good. Yeah, because I was going to
0: say he was a precursor to Ricky Henderson. Oh yeah, uh, definitely.
2: Who? And it, see, nobody's in that category anymore. How many stolen bases wins it now? Fifty?
0: It's not much. Yeah, fifty. It's not much. 50, I,
2: think, I think somebody had fifty-nine a few years ago. Yeah, I
0: think our guy Merrifield. Yeah.
2: You know, and he was in the. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you know, when I so I was a baseball guy in the 80s yeah. and 90s, right? So when Canseco right. went 40-40, right. you know, that was kind of this huge deal, right? Yeah. The 30-30 guy was a huge That's deal. That's right. And I'm wanting to say that Ricky Henderson in 82 had 130 stolen bases. Does yeah. that sound right?
2: Yeah, he, he, he went way off. Because
0: Vince Coleman, because you yeah. guys had Vince Coleman. Yeah, Vince
2: came. I forgot about Coleman. Coleman Cause he was good.
0: Been, he would have been... It, he Coleman. got hurt with a, a TARP incident yeah. in that 85 LCS and didn't play in the World Series, right? And that's it's another a,
2: reason why we're upset, because Coleman was an integral part of that team. Because he was... He was.
0: Because we had, like, the, in the 80s, you, the game was still about a lot of... You know, stolen bases was oh, still a huge part of the game. Yeah, it was still, still prominent. You know, we had Willie Wilson. That's right. And he was, you know, I might be, you know, again, this was 30 years ago. Well, he but was a he good was, player. Uh, He's still around too. You know, this yeah. would—he would be a guy that was—he'd get you up up a hundred hundred steals, right? There was kind of that hundred steals was the yeah. number.
2: Yeah, they they elevated the numbers after yeah. Henderson came on. Yeah, and it really went up for a while. Now it's back down again. Now, but it's still very, very much a part of the game. And that was a big part of Whitey's managing. Whitey liked to use those hit and run plays. Yeah, those stolen base plays. He would love that hit. Hit and run play was big see, with him. The, the, the game or is or with the game
0: playing. has changed as time has gone yeah. on, right? Because I don't want to take the risk of having this guy steal and get thrown out. That's when right. I've got the slugger up here. That's right. You know that can.
2: We got power hungry. Yeah.
0: That might. Well, if I take this guy off the off the
2: bases, is, yeah. this is going to be a solo home run instead right. of a. That's right. Instead of it, and and Whitey was really smart. Really smart. He used his players well. But yeah. the sad part about it is sometimes he relied almost too heavily on that. You really have to have an all-around game. You still have to have your power hitter there to get you that yeah. run maybe in the ninth inning or the eighth inning.
0: Yeah, and that's an interesting thing about baseball, though, is, like, in basketball, if I want Michael Jordan to get the last shot, I can draw up a play. Right. If I want Travis Kelsey to, to be get the, the primary route, I can draw up a play. That's if right. I, you know, in baseball it's a little bit of a luck of the draw. Like, that's right. I cannot say, Okay, I would like to have Albert Pujols come up right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, like you, right. you have to it's an it's that's an right. order thing, so there is Yeah. It is an, an interesting part of it. Um you know, we're we before we get out of the uh, the sixties and seventies and eighties yeah. of the of uh, the Cardinals, I always liked Ozzie Smith.
2: Oh, Aussie was wonderful too.
0: Because again, you know, as a as a young kid, yeah. you know, Ozzie would come out and do the backflip. That's right. You know, he was. Aussie
2: uh, Aussie was premier in, defensive player, but the good thing about Ozzie is he learned how to hit. Yeah, he learned how to hit. Because he hit a. Uh, he had a know, game-winning homer in, in '85 in 85 against Tom Needenfuer, and that was the Dodgers. Was that? Did that send you to the World Series? Yes. Was that At the, that? I sometimes get it confused because Jack Clark had a big hit in that in that '85 playoff series okay. too, and I I can't remember, but I think I think Jack's big hit was in the fifth game, and and Ozzie's was in the seventh okay. game, and that was a left-handed hit. Yeah, and he only had one left-handed hit, a homer in his yeah, whole career. because I I I do
0: remember seeing that. Um, oh it's that been played many times yeah, i remember for some reason i think i was homesick from school that day yeah i remember seeing that live um because no. it, it's funny i think the royals i think the royals and cardinals world series yeah i think it was the first world series where all games were played at night yeah I there were no day right. games you're right um I'm, i think you're i'm right. pretty sure that they because 84 the cubs were in it right yeah Oh, no, well, no, 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 the, Padres, no. Padres, and the t- and Padres, Padres and Tigers in 84. Yeah. Cubs and, got. And beat what's by really age.
2: sad is the the Padres have not had that good of a success record, and they didn't win in 84. And that was Gwen. And Gwen yeah. is, was still one of my all time best players. So, how did David become a Padres fan? Well, this is a sad thing. You know, I was able to switch over to the Cardinals because of my stepdad. You'd think you'd follow the same team as your dad, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> On top of that, you've got his granddad and his uncle, who are maniacal Cardinal fans. Yeah. He's got this trio of people around him; they're always Cardinal fans. And I think we overexposed him. You,
0: you think that's what happened to him? <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to get into some of these stories, um, let's let's kind of clear up this uh, kind of finish up the uh, the history here. '90s kind of downtime, right? Downtime for the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals and Royals. Yeah. Both downtime. Down.
2: Just I have very few memories. Of the '90s, and that's kind of sad because it seems like we go these ten-year periods yeah. where we're down or up, one or the other. Yeah. We started to come back after 2000, and we won in 2006, but it took a while. Yeah, and then 2004, Red Sox. Red Sox, and that was a right. bad thing because we just got humbled in that series, yeah. four games to none.
0: Well, that was the year that they were. Was that the year that they were down 3-0 to the Yankees? It might have been, and then they won the four. Yeah, and I then think you're right. Swept it was a you. magical year for yeah, them. Yeah, so they, you know, and that's that's the thing. Like, you know, if you remember, 2014, the Royals swept into the, the Royals swept into the World Series. Yeah, yeah. And then they lost in seven to the to the Giants. to the Giants. I mean, they, you know, you want to talk about a guy that um,
2: There's another story. Bumgarden, yeah. What did he win? Three games? I think four. Yeah. Cause he,
0: they brought him back in in seven in game seven. He won games. He won game one. I think he won game one, game four, game six, and
2: relieved in seven. Came
0: in game seven. Yeah. Because, I think what their what their strategy was was if they were to get a lead. Yeah. He was coming in in game seven, and they got an early lead. Yeah. And he he came in, and he was historically good. Right. But I historically hate his ass for oh, it. Oh, yeah, sure. Undoubtedly. <laughs> yeah. You um, see,
2: that's what's so interesting. We talked about Saberhagen winning three games. Yeah. Gibson won three games in 64. This guy just was lights out yeah. in, in uh, 14. Yeah. And Couldn't then you him. guys came back and won in 15.
0: Yeah, so to the point in 14 where the penultimate play, yeah. it's
2: just one of my favorite
0: words, penultimate. I just wanted to say <laughs> penultimate. Uh, you know, if you'll remember, they stopped Alex Gordon around right. third that's right and it's been hotly debated yeah in kansas city circles now it goes away because of what happened in 15 yeah right? you it, know if it they did uh, soften the blow all it, right let's say that they don't go in 15 right yeah. and they that was it it's probably still being debated oh hell yeah send him you right bet. because there's a there, there's two schools of thought that they were they were gonna have to make a throw
2: they were gonna have to
0: it was at night the ball had hit in Nothing the gap, wet. so yeah. the ball was going to be wet, yeah, and he was going to have to make a throw from short left field, yeah, to to the plate,
2: yeah.
0: Baseball people will tell you that Alex Gordon probably would have been out by thirty feet. I know, but there's that boy. That thing could have yeah. skipped, what, what and what if could have skipped off, and yeah. you know, what and all if, that. Andy? And then, um, you know, Salvador Perez, they buster posey could have got a stepladder out like they yeah. could not get high they couldn't have thrown a pitch high enough for him not to swing at it right. so um you do have you do have those things but so you went from 82 i'm gonna back up yeah 82. keep on, i'm gonna keep
2: on topic here yeah um, so 82, i don't do, the 90s were not so good so we, all we, the way to we were two, still good in the 80s even though we lost to the royals we also yeah. lost to the twins in 87 that
0: was the jack morris game right was yeah. that Jack Morris one yeah. nothing.
2: That's right. Jack Kirby Morse. Puckett hit a... And, and uh, Did that? Kirby Bucket. Puckett. That's good yeah, that you P- remember these Puckett names. Puckett hit... See, uh... McGrain was an Iowa guy. He was born in Ottumwa, Iowa, if you can t- And he was our big pitcher in okay. 85. And remember, this was where they had some problem with the dome. They had... I don't know Okay, I was. don't
0: remember that. Tell there me about it. There was some
2: problem with the dome, and Whitey just hated that place. Because he said you could lose the ball in the dome. It did have real bad lighting, I yeah. remember. Yeah, like, and... Whitey he was psyched out, and I think it, it's it stuck a little bit with the team, and the Twins won. Because they won and
0: I'm again I'm going off memory here, but I think they won Game Seven one to nothing. Yeah, they won. Jack Morris that's right went complete game right, and Kirby Puckett hit a solo home run like some yeah. point. You know I don't remember if it was early yeah. or late. It might have been late. Yeah, and uh, you know so you kind of you guys really kind of hit some bad luck there in the 80s right and then
2: we had a couple of series that were hard to swallow and then you get to 2004 and it's kind of like
0: everything was against you oh man and so now we get to 2006 so tell me about well
2: 2006 again was an interesting year Andy, because we had a bad september we were rolling along pretty good and we had this bad september we go up to the final weekend and with all the goodness we'd have we didn't know we're going to make it and a guy named Scott Spezio, which isn't a name you'll remember a lot, got a big hit. And the Cubs walked some people in that that game at the end of the season and we ended up in the playoffs. Who were you competing against for the playoff spot? A playoff spot in 06. It's a good question. I'm not sure I remember. So,
0: we were so but we what, we've kind of taken this thing from we don't even have divisions, <laughs> yeah, to now we have playoffs. We have were you a wild card team or were you a, a uh, division winner?
2: I don't know if we were a wild card team, but Seeded 8 out of 8 teams. We were seeded 8 okay. in, 19, in 2006. And of course in 2006, we got a lot of big hits from a lot of people, including Albert. And then we finished up with Wainwright as the saver, although he mm-hmm. was a starter later in his career. But he was the saver in that 2006 game where we beat Detroit and it, we always were happy if we beaten Detroit because Detroit had hurt us so bad in 68 and we could go on and on about 68 but I don't want to go back now Was that the
0: Miguel Cabrera Tigers teams?
2: Yeah. He what probably they, was even that far back. The right. year that he Was that the year he was flirting with the triple crown? It might have been, Andy. It might have been. because yeah, that guy's a great ball player, yeah. too. So see, he's my, losing a lot of it now because of his age. Well, yeah, and I mean, we'll we'll get to. Uh, but here's the thing we were so happy to get that World Series again after 04, yeah. looking terrible. Yeah. In 05, I think the White Sox won in 05.
0: <laughs> well, and I think that's. So we talk about the Cardinals as having the second most World Series. Yeah. Maybe, might be third, but, yeah. you know, we're looking at a span here. Of twenty-four years. Yeah. You know, so I mean that's a significant part. Yeah. You know, that's a third of your life. Yeah. You know? And that, Andy, that what happens to a
2: fanatics, and you you understand that to some degree. I don't think you're as bad as me. I'm getting there. But <laughs> Andy <laughs> That's why I got you here, Bruce. I gotta figure out my, what I gotta do. My son has this <laughs> quote that is pretty interesting. He said, Dad, you hate losing more than you enjoy winning. And there is a lot of truth to that. <laughs> because I just live and die with this team too much. I have trouble watching a lot of games yeah. because of that. You know, I'm like Bobby Knight. I hate losing. Well, that's not a good thing as a fan, you know. Right. Well, and looting, especially looting, in baseball. And, that, and especially
0: in baseball, because you're you're guaranteed to lose sixty of those things right. a year. Sixty that's right.
2: times a year. That's you're right. guaranteed to lose. Like, that's what I loved about Whitey. Yeah. Whitey says, We're gonna win sixty, we're gonna lose sixty. The manager can affect the other forty two. Yeah. And that was a true thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because even like, as a Royals fan, yeah, you know, and you go through the worst of times, right? Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I haven't always been. I'm not going to wear Chiefs gear, right? <laughs> you know, it's just too painful. <laughs> you know, when the when Tyler Palco was your quarterback and you're going four and twelve, yeah. You know it, about Trent
2: it, Green. I love Trent Green.
0: <laughs> Trent Green, I. I, I love Trent Green. Um, I, I mean, wasn't he a
2: broadcaster for a while? Yeah, here? He still is. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we had a lot of success for yeah. for Trent Green, but he came from Indiana.
0: Yeah, the, it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a St. Louis guy too. Yeah, thinking, I think he's born there, but yeah.
2: he played collegiate ball yeah. in Indiana and then
0: went back to St. Louis and yeah, ACL, Kurt Warner,
2: dot dot dot. <laughs> you know, so there's I mean, another again, Horatio yeah. Alger story. Kurt Warner. Yeah. We could go on and on about that. But
0: it's it's one of those things where. You know, you you do, you live and die with it. That's right. Um, All right, but before we get into that,
2: so tell me about 2011. 2011, magical year. 2013. Magical years. 2013, we had Scott Rowland, Blue Holtz, a bunch of good people, but we didn't do anything in the series. In fact, I'm so mad at Rowland because Rowland was a hell of a good player. Wonderful third baseman, probably won a gold glove several times. And he was a good power hitter. And we had worked to get him, and then in 13 World Series he doesn't get a hit. Doesn't get a hit. Was Pujols there in 11? Oh yeah, yeah. Was Pujols there in six? Uh, yeah, he would have been there in 11 and six, but okay. after that he's been with the Angels now for 12, 10 years, and he's just going to quit. Yeah, been I, I saw that they had. But now it would be interesting to see if the Cardinals maybe sign him at the end of the year, so he'll finish with a Cardinal uniform. Yeah. That will. Because, see, he can go either way when he goes to the Hall of Fame, either our uniform or the Angels, one or the other.
0: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. So one of the things that I, as I was doing some research on the Cardinals, because yeah. I wanted to actually, you know, be able to have a conversation with you, you know, <laughs> like I uh, actually think, you know, like I sound like I, I know something. So tell us a little bit about Hall of Fame. So okay. I wrote down that the Cardinals have 18, 18. primary primary. Eighteen. 18. And then you have forty-six total.
2: That's right. Of which all would the mean that, a lot which old-timers. would
0: mean that they were guys that played way back when. They well, they played for the Cardinals. Yeah, they played for the Cardinals. But they their primary team. So some of your primary
2: Hall of Famers, your notables. Would yeah. Be they, you, Blue have, Brock, you have Brock. You have Brock. You have Gibson. You yeah. have uh, a guy named Bruce Souter. Yeah. And you have Ozzie Smith. There's six of them. Yeah, so. I'm leaving somebody yeah. so, out there. Lou Brock,
0: in, Dizzy Dean, Bob well, Gibson. I, I
2: think I was talking about Mutual there too. Musual. And, and Smith. Yeah, You've got five of them listed on the sheet we have here. Yeah. The only one you're missing is, is Bruce Souter. Okay. And Whitey's a Hall of Fame manager, as was Tony La Russa Now, yeah. Tony La Russa is kind of an interesting person in himself because he's a tactician, he's a very great student of the game. But the problem was he hadn't got that big enchilada. He finally got one with Oakland when he came to St. Louis. He didn't yeah. get one for a long time. And then when he got a couple of them, you know, he was a hero. Yeah. And now here's interesting tidbit. He's back with the White Sox yeah. now. Not knowing he's with the White Sox. And White I Sox. think I know why. He started with the White Sox. He wants to finish the yeah. and win a World Series with the White Sox. But that'll be a big proposition.
0: Yeah, he's with the White Sox, not knowing the uh, extra inning rules. All right, Bruce, I'm going to cut you right there, buddy. So that was a good talk um oh. i really enjoyed that uh, so next week so we got a lot of background and you know historical stuff there next week we really kind of dive into bruce's favorite players and teams uh you know we kind of get into the hard-hitting general questions um right and
1: this is where the hot seat put bruce on the hot well, seat well
0: okay and in full disclosure bruce um is very much my spirit animal for the uh wow. for the Cardinals you know Bruce okay. is not allowed to watch the Cardinals uh, Bruce is not allowed to uh to consume the games because of sure. the, the emotional the nerves and the emotions and uh, we've discussed again to this day I've still yet to don a Kansas City Chiefs piece of apparel I have yeah, dipped my toe into up. watching a few uh a few pieces of the uh of the Super Bowl um but uh we, we really get into, like, some memorabilia questions. You know, Bruce is a huge memorabilia guy, um, uh, you know, as we kind of discussed in the open. So uh, that's kind of part two. That's what we're going to talk about next week. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, we have – Yeah, me too. We ran a little long. So uh, – and Matt, I know that you're <laughs> – I know you're not the biggest St. Louis Cardinals fan.
1: I'm not. And I actually – i remember one time one of my favorite times of going out to the stadium we actually beat the cardinals usually we lose to the cardinals every time and we actually beat them and i i distinctly remember singing nelly lyrics um but not they were changed in some way something about you know i'm from the loo and i suck or something like that like mm. it was I'm, i do enjoy um when the cardinals lose so <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but no, well, it's okay. And it's Bruce, okay. I lo- Bruce hates that. That's the, the worst of thing. Of course he does. You know That's As the worst should. thing for
0: him. As he uh, should. You know, it's
1: the worst for me when the Chiefs lose, when sporting loses, yeah. when the teams I care about lose. It's what it's all about. It's one. I mean, my, my my wife, same thing for years. I'm sure many times I've been like, why do you do this? Like, why Why watch if it's hurting you so bad?
0: <laughs> well, and then we, we'll, we'll also get, we'll get a, a
1: special Gary Templeton nugget. Um, oh, man. Yeah. I am so looking we, forward to hearing some of these nuggets about some of these legends he's ran into. Um, yeah, I've I mean, it, it's
0: very, very interesting. You know, some of the people that he's ran into in the miners he touched a little bit on it there. He, he gets a little bit more in depth in the next part. So, all That's right, awesome. man. Well, I appreciate you as always. Thanks for letting me uh, Thanks for letting me branch out and do this. Oh, um, it was a lot of fun for Bruce, me. So Bruce. Bruce. hopefully, it, yes. hopefully it came across. So, all right, guys, we'll see you next week. See ya.